What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Christ tonight? In the House of Christ tonight, we have Mr. H. Wayne Desper. He's the creator of The Mythicals. We're going to be talking to him about his future Indiegogo campaign. And we also are going to be talking about why don't you come back? Come back and find out. We're going to talk about Maybe it. Maybe come back. Any kind of fool would see. Let's get it. <laughs> we are the only show for independence all around. Giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the crazes, the place to promote to your fans. With the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your man's on the go, updated every week, we never miss a day, join the squad, come on in, it's time to catch the craze, if you are an independent, catch the craze, making moves on your own, catch the craze, on your grind in the streets, catch the craze, join the movement, catch the craze. George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George the Dreamer, Montana. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Catch the Craze. It is Tuesday, December 6th, and we are live. And if you are live right now with us and you're in the chat, say what's up. Uh, drop a question there for our next for our next guest. And also, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the channel. Hit the link below. Say, you know, say hello, thumbs up, all that fun stuff. Also, share the video out. If you uh, if you like what you see, share it out. You know, expand this. Let's expand the, the, the fan base. Let's reach uh, a thousand subscribers. We're inching very, very slowly, closer yes. and closer yes. to that to that number, dog. Yes. But uh, yeah, man, what's going on, Sam? How you doing, brother? We got a uh, we got an exciting show tonight, man. How you doing? I'm doing well, well huh? Yes. No, I, I was gonna say I, I had a feeling you were gonna start singing once you saw the title of uh, the Get Your Med segment. I had a feeling that was gonna be a song. <laughs> Baby, come back. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Oh snap! I'm doing good, you know. It's like um, I, you know, the there's anything in my toilet book number four is done. You did your thing with the letters, you know. I finished the book. It's um, uh, it's in Comics Wellspring's hands right now to get the proofs. So um, we'll have the proofs in 28 days. We're going to launch nice. book number four. Gotcha. Um, did you get it? Did you sign up? I'm hoping that you do. When you come back for book number four, it is going to be so exciting. Um. You know, and if you do come back and you back the campaign and get a physical copy, then you'll get this free, this enamel pen uh, of Duty in the Toilet, the iconic um, character, which is pretty, pretty dope. So I'm really excited about the campaign. Um, you know, I'm really excited. It's you know, it's right around the corner. It's just inching right around the corner. So it's, you know, you get to party on New Year's and then, uh, you know, a couple of days after. Party with us right here on Cast to Craze live at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you know, and uh, we get to uh, kick off book four. That's a milestone. And you know what? And, um, you know, and the the, the, the follow-up ones already locked. The dates are locked in for the near. So that's going to be 
2023 hopefully is a big year for duty and uh so i'm excited yeah yeah you have a lot of stuff coming down the pike for that so that's yeah. gonna be exciting exciting coming and, down the mountain, come. yeah and, and you know part of the discussion today on get your meds uh about coming back is going to be talking about uh pledgers who maybe pledge to one campaign and you know maybe they don't come back for the second one so we're going to be discussing that in just a few minutes uh it's okay yes, you. you're gonna be there, you're gonna be there. <laughs> So, you know, and so there, there are ways and, you know, we're going to be talking about ways on how maybe to get them back and, and things of that nature. For those who are watching this show and maybe you're in the chat, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, you know, let us know why. If, you, if you're if you're somebody who pledged to a campaign and didn't come back to it, why didn't you? Um, or what makes you come back to campaigns? Yeah. What is it about the campaign that makes you other, other than I mean, the obvious, right? The obvious. I have, I have my great theories. Product. Great, great product is the obvious, right? You're going to yeah. come back with great product. That's the obvious. But. What is it that maybe deters you from coming back? Is it maybe money, you know, money situation, things like that? So, you know, different, things, different things. But we're going to be talking about that. And we're going to be talking to uh, H. Wayne Desper, who has an Indiegogo campaign, um, mm -hmm. another platform, obviously, for crowdfunding, Indiegogo. And uh, obviously, the other one is the big one is Kickstarter. But there are others coming down, you know, that are, that are out there for those who know Zoop, for example. Crowdfunder is another yes. one that's out. We're actually going to have the president. Of crowdfunder on the show next week live that's going to be on wednesday the 14th at 8 yeah. join us for that conversation yeah, it's going to be fun it's going to be fun. yeah we're going to be talking to him about his platform and uh how it differs from the others not necessarily making it better or worse it's just whatever you know is good for you you know you, you you have a choice and i think that's that's important to have choices on the especially when it comes to crowdfunding um because there are people who just won't go to kickstarter bro like there are people who just won't pledge on Kickstarter. There are people who won't go, won't pledge on uh, on uh, Indiegogo for whatever right. reason. So it's always good to have choices. But yeah, make sure that you do sign up to the campaign. You can get with this, or you can get with that. And then my toilet issue number. Choices, yo. Four, cuatro. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, for sure, man. And then um, also make sure you go to getyourmedswithaz.com. Pick up some merch. Pick up some comics. All that fun stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to, to get some uh, some shows lined up for next year. I was talking to uh, Jonathan, our friend Jonathan Syfax. He's ready for Wicked, Wicked Comic Con in uh, in Boston. That's in April. Boston. And he's talking about going out to Boston. We uh, went out there. We went out there a few years ago, and it was it was a blast, man. We had a really good time. Yeah, so, I never done it, but uh, you know, if you can let's see what we got, let's say what's up. A Jets fan. <laughs> so glad I booked this. <laughs> right up. This is our guest, I believe, right, Hojo? I think this is him coming. That's gonna be coming in pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but uh, you see that uh it doesn't say host, it's, uh, it says Otto Samuel. If you haven't checked out my art channel, <laughs> Otto Samuel, please go ahead and check it out. You know, uh, the latest in uh, the latest episode that's been uploaded is called Selling Prints in Artist Alley. And uh types of paper you should use, the size, dimensions, all those things. Uh, and uh I walk you through my my process of why I choose the size, the dimension, the quality, the paper, all those things, and the price points. So check out um, Selling Prints, uh, the newest episode on the Art of Samuel channel. Um, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to that channel. Um, and then there's a new episode coming up every Sunday. Next Sunday's episode is um, I got an order. So I'm going to walk you through the process of how I process my online orders from my online shop. Uh, so it's uh, pretty cool. Awesome stuff, brother. Awesome stuff. Yeah, man. So, so you know, we're, we're gearing up for uh, for end of the year stuff also, man. And we are up to episode 485, which means 
We are 15 episodes away from episode 500. And that is a milestone, man. 500 episodes. We've been doing this for, for a while now. And here we are. We are reaching episode 500. So with we're going to be celebrating with, you know, giveaways and all kinds of fun. Give it away. Uh, give it away. Give still, it away we're, now. We're still, we're still putting the thing together. Now, yeah. at this point, we're, 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 what are we estimating? March for the for the uh for the uh, 500th show, something like that. I believe 15, so. Something, 12, something like that. Something like yeah. that, man. Or maybe February. I don't know. It's, it's March. Be, right, right. I think it's going to be right right before mm-hmm. um, the fifth campaign for Disney. My toilet launches in April 4th. It'll be around that week, I think. You think so? Yeah, 15, well, it's 15 weeks. So, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, man, it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we're going to have some stuff there. We've already actually, we, we are, these are prototype uh, sweatshirts that you see here, hoodies. Dream big. Sam's got the uh, go crazy hoodie, and yeah. uh, we've uh, you know we, we started to do some. Uh, For those some of you who get lonely at night oh, and need here. someone to to, to cuddle with, all you have to do is get yourself a go crazy pillow oh, of the crazy man, man himself and night. snuggle every night, and oh, uh, I will comfort you and while you wow. sleep comfortably. <laughs> so get yourself uh, a go crazy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> wow damn i think we just lost viewers bro that's good <laughs> holy cow yeah savvy uh well yes those are available what's good gil those are available those pillows <laughs> yo big shout out to the artist um on, on the on those pillows and even on this thing here uh what is this empro right Yes, Emperor. Masiak Emperor. Masiak Emperor did the uh, did the, uh, the drawings. Yeah, the drawings. But we are going to have hoodies. We have the, obviously those pillows. We have canvas bags that we're going to have available. So join us for the 500th episode. We're going to be giving some stuff away. You definitely want to check it out. Make sure that you um, tell your friends about it. Make sure that people subscribe. Anyone you know, just you know, tell them you hit that subscribe button. Hit it. Hit it. Get us to a thousand. Get us to a thousand. Word. Hopefully before the end of the year. I mean, it's getting kind of close. Getting kind of tight, Sam. I don't yes. know. I don't know if we're gonna make it. I don't know if we're gonna it's make getting, it. It's getting. It's getting. It's getting kind of hectic. It's getting kind of hectic, bro. It's getting kind of hectic. Snap. Yeah, oh man. man, the throwbacks, kid. The throwbacks. <laughs> but but let let let. Why don't we go right into our topic for the day, Sam? We, have a topic. <laughs> we got a topic. We don't have topics. We think like we think we're professional. We got topics. We see. got topics. Yes, I think you gotta go and check out uh, what that thing that's bothering you. Yeah, please. Uh, oh, there we go. Bum. It's time for your medicine. Why do you come back? Yeah. Please right. explain to me. Why don't you come back? Why don't you come back? Okay, so why do you come back? Why do you come back? Yeah, why do you come back? The positive. Both questions. Why do and why don't you come back? Yes. You know, like what? What is it? What is it? So you you have this campaign. You know, you're 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 crowdfunding it as an artist, and you have these you know pledges coming in. Blah blah blah. blah. First one is great. You do your thing. You're thinking, all right, I'm feel good. Can't wait to do the second Feels one. Feels good. And then. Yeah. hardly anyone that was there for the first one comes back for the second one. You're getting new people coming in, but the ones that pledge for that first one, is it because they like issues number one and they don't really care about the second one? Yeah, they are collectors of ones, yes. Right? Is, is it because they are collectors? Is it because you just you know decided, you know what, I didn't really like the story and you don't come back? I, I don't know. What is Is it that you, you just don't like the platform anymore? Like, forget... Kickstarter, I can't stand Kickstarter, or I can't stand Indiegogo. 
What is it? Why don't you come back? What do you think, Sam? What's your theory? I have a theory. Uh, so uh, I think <clears throat> I think it all it, it all depends. I, I think for me, like for instance, there's Neil in my toilet. I think when people initially heard that the title, they automatically assumed it was just potty jokes and you know and you know and potty humor. And and then so when they got book one, they're like, oh, it's just a, a cartoony comedy comic book. Where's all the butt jokes and the potty jokes and all that stuff? It's not what I thought it was going to be. So I think that could be why some people didn't come back for um, the second one. Um, but on a whole, there are a group of people that just collect number ones. And there are a group of people that only want, like, they want specific homage covers. So if you have a campaign that has an homage cover that fits their niche, they'll 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 come and back that you know there's there's people that just go for certain things and then there might be people who just like you know what it's not my cup of tea you know i i was interested in the first issue i picked it up but it might not be my cup of tea so i think this it varies based on taste yeah would you say that the title then would would you say that the title is important or or do you at that point do you think it's just well, they just didn't get it. So whatever, I'm not changing the title. Do you think that you should go through the process of changing a title if it's something like that, where no. it's where it's they, they they think it's something different? No, no, because because there's sample pages on the Kickstarter, so you can see the sample page. There's also synopsis. So if you if you if you have one impression, there was enough data there to show you that it was the opposite of that, right? And if you know, and and so I think. Um, if it was misleading by where the images were all you you saw nothing but toilet stuff happening, then I'd understand. But there was nothing like that. So I think you know it all depends. I mean the same thing happened with forbidden. Forbidden number one popped off, boom, and then it just it, then it was like a, a trickle effect. It's hard, and um, you know I'm getting ready for book number four. You know, so book number one did really well. Then it dipped on book two. Then it rose back up on book three. So I'm hoping that it stays. Maybe people are like, oh, he is going to be around for the long haul. Oh, you know what? Every campaign that this guy did, I got my stuff earlier than anticipated. You know what? I'm going to stick around. You know, I like it. It's funny. My kids like it. You know, whatever it is. So, you know, all, it, again, it's a matter of taste. It's hard. You know, you can't. It's just, there's not one reason for it. It all depends on the individual. See, I, I think me as as a, like a, almost like a super backer, I backed almost 200 campaigns in the time that I've been. How did like, like 50 something? Yeah, I got like 190, I think, at this point. But what I what I do, and and again, again, being a super backer, I back a lot of because I'm in, I'm in the indie game. I back a lot of indie friends of ours, so that automatically I'm gonna come back because I want to support my guys, you know, my sure. girls, you know, I, I want to support my peeps. So I I do that. But for those that I don't know. I really have to like the book in order for me to go back yeah. and pledge again. Yeah. Like I really, I really, I really have to like it. I re that's one. Number two, I can't wait too long for it because I'll forget. Yeah. I'll forget because yeah. sometimes, you know, Kickstarter and some, some crowdfunding campaigns allow you to launch a second campaign and you can circumvent the system and, and say that you've, you've sent out the first book and put up another campaign right away. So sometimes I won't get my first book but you already have a second campaign. I may not even know about that second campaign. You know what I mean? Because I haven't even gotten the first one yet. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that has to do with it also. It's it's a matter of how soon the campaigns are being launched. Um, how soon am I getting the product from the campaign that was launched? 
So I'm looking at that at it from you know the, the standpoint of, of a backer. If you wait too long, if your book is taking a year, two years to be completed because it wasn't completed when I pledged to it, then I may not come back for the second one because I may not want to wait that long again for a second book. I may just wait for it to come into stores or catch you at a convention or something like that. Catch me outside, um, you? you know. But there have been books that I that I enjoyed that I didn't know who these people were. I enjoyed it so much that I went in and got the second, third, fourth, fifth campaign because I, I enjoyed the book that much. So, you know, I, I think we have to also have to be mindful of, of the waiting period and the wait time that some um, customers are going to have to go through, especially if a book is not completed. For, for you and e even for, for the book that I created, books were done. So they were e easily able to be sent out. But sometimes people, you know, yeah, books like we always talk about, yeah, books were waiting for that. It's been years. Uh, you know, a year, two. I mean, we're that's a long time. We're still waiting for one. Yeah, yeah. That that made a lot of money. Over twenty thousand dollars were made yeah. on that book, and still the book isn't out. You know, yeah. so there are reasons. I mean, I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure there are reasons why people won't come back. But we, I, you know, we wanted to talk about why don't they come back. Now, there there are other people that may just not, you know, not um, like the platform anymore, and they may be looking for something else, or you know, whatever the reason. But, uh, but I don't know. I, I think that the key to like, especially comic books, and this is different on, on Kickstarter than, than say, for example, a new toaster that they're trying to, to, to crowdfund. I think that people who are buying comics on a crowdfunding campaign are, want the comic book right away, or yeah. at least expect it to be finished before they, yeah. they, they put money into it. Late, late books. books. Yeah. Yeah. Late books. You know, you know how I am. I've always been that way. I was like, I always um do like my goal is always to get it earlier than what the date I put it. Mm -hmm. And so far, it's been it's worked out. Um, I've you know, each time that that's my goal because I believe customer service is key, right? Get it to get into their hands fast, you know, get it, you know, sooner than later. Um, so I try to anticipate. You know, just like with this campaign, I knew the holidays were coming up. I knew shipping was going to be delayed. Yeah. I wanted to beat that. So I decided I'm going to fund and print the books myself before. And then so I can ship it out as soon as the campaign ends and I get my money and I can ship it out. So that's where you can get it. So I think it all depends. I think, you know, I think, um, you know, if you're late or if you don't get everything that you you were supposed to get, uh, uh, you know, what I mean, it, it just a whole lot of um, things. Yeah, I got a book. I got a book that I paid eight dollars for shipping, <laughs> and they put it in a regular yellow Melinda envelope. It wasn't bagged and boarded. It was in there, and it came. It was rolled up inside my my mailbox. <sighs> right? I'll never back that campaign again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think and, and to your point about about um, being early. See, you're you're at an at an advantage because you're an artist, right? So you you don't have to pay anybody to do put that book together. You do it yourself. And when it's done, you promote it. As, as a matter of fact, right now, lifting the curtain up a little bit, you already start working on it, on book number five, even though that campaign won't be out until when is uh, June, June, June or July, right next year. Yeah, so you're you're ahead of the curve, right? But you don't have to. You're not crowdfunding it to pay an artist because you are the artist, right? right? Those and and I, and I say that because if you're a writer who's putting a book together, I think it's important to have the book finished. And maybe yep. you have to come out of pocket for it. And, and and hopefully you do such a great job promoting your crowdfunding campaign that you're able to make a lot of that money back when you're crowdfunding the, the book, which isn't a short thing. And I understand 
that it's not easy for for people to you know come up with that money to pay artists and, and do all that stuff, which is what you're crowdfunding for. But that's what I that's what I'm saying. When it comes to comics, I think people expect those books to be done before they actually pledge to a campaign because yeah. they want their books in hand. Yeah. Whenever I see um, uh, somebody running a campaign to raise money to pay for the people, I oh, stay yeah. away from those because. Yeah. I know there's no guarantee that I'm going to get that, and and what I've learned is in this industry, a lot a lot of these artists disappear. You know, they they won't finish a project, they'll move on to something else. So then that guys that stuck with now finding somebody else, and they just paid for half the pages. Now they got to start over and find somebody else, and then it's a delay and delay, and you get nothing but emails. And I don't, you know, so for me, it's got to be ready. It's got to be say book is ready to go. We're just raising the money so we can print it and ship it out to you guys. Those are the campaigns I look for because I don't want to sit around and wait. So my advice to any, I don't do it, I, and and then that's what I look for when I'm back in a campaign. So my advice to anybody out there: have your stuff ready, ready to go, um, and so that way the people who are investing in you don't have to wait. They're not the one inconvenienced by this whole process because the last thing I want is five thousand emails telling me about all the problems that you ran into, which is why I'm not going to get it for another year. You know what I mean? I funded it because I wanted a product that was, you know, that was supposed to be ready. So, you know, I learned my lesson with that last one that we're still waiting for. I'm never going to do that again. Um, and so, and that's just it. You know, you get burned, you know, you know I'm not, I'm not looking to get the other side of my hand burned. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually waiting on a book uh, by, well, not by Stanley, but with Stanley product, like it's a Stanley book that they were crowdfunding and I'm still waiting for that to come through. And they just recently, after almost a year, sent a message out saying uh, they, they're, they're working on whatever. I don't even, I, I don't even read the, the messages at that point because it's like, what's the point? Meanwhile, meanwhile, and I will say that the indies that I do back, I get their books right before it. Like Marv, Marv uh, uh, I forget Jeremy's last name. He just, he just said, I just got his book today. Actually, I'll show it up here. Um, give a big shout out. Marvin Gwynn, yep, here goes The Edge. I just got that today. So, you know, and I got, um, I got tights number two in the mail the other day. So I always get those. I got right Parker's art book that wasn't supposed to come until the beginning of next year. And I got it in November. Yeah, um, so I got it early. That's, but that's a big name. That's a big, I'm talking about the little guys. I'm talking about the guys <laughs> that shouldn't, I'm talking about the guys that shouldn't be on time. What I'm saying is we put down 2023 and we got it in 2022. And so, no, you know, no, yeah, but, but again, that, that's that's a guy, a name in the industry. I he better be early. Like you know what I'm saying, like I in other words, what I'm saying is my 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 expectations of people like that are higher than say, for example, and this is not a knock on the indies, but I understand that stuff happens. And for these indies to come through and come early, I appreciate that because we're not supposed to. You understand what I'm saying? We're we're not supposed to be able to do that. And when we do it, I think it's a great thing. You know yeah, I don't. I don't I, that's where I, I'll, di I'll differ on the on opinion because I believe if if you're going to go on a platform to get people to invest in you, you need to be ready. That's that's just my my, my no, it, especially I, I, if you want to throw as an on, on because most indies want to be an entrepreneur and they want to be self published oh. and they want to so you need to be ready. You have to treat it as a business. But, I'm, but, but you're looking at it from like a, a negative side. I'm looking at it from a positive side. These people were ready. So I, I, yeah, I give saying. them and I give them props for being ready. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm giving them props for being ready. I, I, I appreciate that. That's what I'm saying. I appreciate that because we're not supposed to, right? That's the stigma, right? We're not supposed to finish anything. So it's good to prove to people, yes, we do finish them. Look, here they are. And we're sending them to you early. So that's, 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 that's my point in saying that. I'm not saying that, you know, we should, you know, we should, we should praise people for 
something that we should be doing anyway. I'm just saying and, that and, when and it for does me, happen, it's, like, it's great. Yeah. And for me, it's like, you know, if there's a, like, we're not throwing out names because um, that's not what we do. But there are, but we know who it is that burned us. And so we know that, you know, they're not coming on the show. I got burned by this. I'm not good. You know, don't, don't ask to be on the show because if you didn't have the respect, you know, when you took, when you asked for the money and we invested in you and you didn't have the respect and the courtesy to make sure it was packaged nicely and shipped nicely and shipped on time or whatever, then why would you want that? You know, what do you, what would you expect that in return? So for me, it's like, uh, treat it, take it seriously. You know, um, you know, there's a new, there's a million reasons why people might not come back. But if you can control limiting those reasons, that what you can control is timeliness. You know, you know, um, quality control. Making sure you're packaging it so it doesn't get damaged. You're not. You know, I got. I remember I got a shipment uh, um, from a printer, and all the creases were wrinkled. I didn't. I couldn't ship that to them. I had to contact the printer. And I had to take pictures and all this stuff. There's no way I'm sending this with the crease. You know, I want you to get it like straight out. As soon as I cut that plastic and I want it brand new, in the, I put it in a bag and board and ship it out. I take it seriously. So I just think that if you're going to go on a platform and where you're basically asking people to support your endeavor, give them the respect and 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 treat it with care. Um, you know, customer service um, is the your most important um, um, focus. When you're drive running a campaign, you can't control people's taste. People might say, you know what? It's cute. I don't like it. Or, you know what? This is too gory. It's too, or it's too, you know, it, it, you know, I'm not, I thought I was going to like it because it had this theme in it, but you know, it's, it's just too dark for me. Or you know what? There's just too much, you know, everyone changes, you know, which means is you got to work harder to try to reach more people. You know what I'm saying? And so I can tell you right now, I mean, every campaign I've had at least 15 new people that I didn't have from the previous campaign. Um, so while, while people fell off, there were new peoples that jumped on. So it's about now how do you retain that? That's the hard, that's the trick. How do you keep them all coming back? That's the trick. Um, you know, because you could be doing everything right and they still won't come back. Um, so I, I don't say take it personal. I say, you know, just get creative and figure out ways to try to continue to expand your reach, continue to communicate to the masses and get your product in people's hands. That's it. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, there are campaigns going up every day and there there's never a good time. There's never a good time to launch. I know there's never a good time to launch. So yeah. you're always constantly going to be going up against somebody. And yeah. but I think that what's going to separate you from uh, the rest of the people is things like that, right? Having your book ready. And, um, you know, our, I mean, listen, it, it's a, it's a and, and Jonathan says this all the time. It's a visual medium. So, yeah. you know, your artwork is going to it's going to be the ones that are going to attract attract people to it then the story um but you got to make sure that story is great so that they come back and you know come back for issue number two so make sure that you do put the work not just in not just in the art but also in the story in the writing make sure don't take shortcuts there you know i i we recently worked with uh paul hayden who's doing a book that should be coming out sometime next year and we had and we had an editor look at the stuff that we were writing to make sure that it was um, it was well written. And so, you know, that's important. Make sure that you have editors looking at your stuff. Because I think the story, I, like, and I say this a lot, I, I think the great artwork will sell you the first book. A great story will keep them coming back. Yep. And that's what you have to have. You have to have a great story, not just beautiful artwork. 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, this is that that's the topic. Why don't you come back? Let us know. Put it in the comments. And uh and and you know, we'll continue the, the conversation at that point. Or, you know, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a good conversation to have. And I think, you know, and the the best best advice I give to anybody, don't take it personal. Um, don't get emotionally caught up in it. Um, you know, no need to go on social media and saying, you know, how come you didn't come back? Just be creative and continue to work on your product. And, you know, I mean, book four launches in January. I'm working on book five right now. Right. And so um, I got my goal is to be ahead of the curve, not be behind, you know, ever. And uh, in fact, I'm not even going the distribution route until I have the series done. So this way, when I start dropping the, 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 the floppies, the single issues, I have a whole year's worth of single issues consecutively. So whoever, you know, when it gets to the store shelves, you know, for that year, you got 12 books. Boom, because it's a 12 part miniseries. And then you have three graphic novels from that 12 books. So, and then at the end, one big omnibus. You know, so it's like, it's, there's a plan in place, but my goal is to finish it before I go that route. So my first route is getting all the books done. Second route is then getting them into retailers. That's it, you know, but it takes time. So you have to have a solid plan, be realistic, and, uh, and then hopefully build your audience and, Hopefully those people become champions of yours because when it's time for it to go to stores, they'll go to your, their local retailer and say, hey, you know, do you have this book? You know, and uh, and hopefully that retailer will order it, you know, so. That's another part of the conversation. Yeah, no, for sure. That's that's another, that's a whole different topic. But yeah, my brother, that's uh, that's the topic. That's get your meds for yeah. today. We are coming back in just a few with our guest. Yes, I'm just waiting for him to pop in the, the room and then uh, we'll bring in our guest. Yeah. And um, if you like this episode so far, give us a thumbs up, hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't done so already. Uh, and remember, if you're listening to us on any of the audio streaming platforms like Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, head over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel, uh, help our channel grow because when we grow, the indie community grows. And more eyes on us, that means more eyes on our guests. Uh, and that's why we do the show. That is correct. Uh, that is yeah. correct. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, there's uh, we mentioned, what I, I he just popped in. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's do this, Brutus. So, um, bomb. Welcome to Cast of Craze. What's going on, oh, fellas? Oh, Joe, yes. Hey, so, so, all right. So, quick oh, question. Jack Daniels. Nice. Yeah, before we start, quick question. Hojo. Now, there's a Mets player from like the 80s whose name was Howard Johnson. They used to call him Hojo. Are you also a fan of the Mets? No, but uh, my first name's Howard and. When that was going on, I was in Little League, and it was just easier for everybody. Oh, the, co okay. the coach did it one day, and I was just, and it just stuck. And it just stuck, Hojo. Yeah, so, what, what yeah. position did you play in Little League? I played like third base and like pitched. Yeah, that's but, that's what he played. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, re base. I remember, I remember that. And you know, yeah. everybody's like the hotel. So I guess it was you know, yeah. where everybody goes awesome. to do meth. Uh, and where are you from? Where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Virginia. Yep. Yeah. But, how did uh, you end up a, a Jets fan? I mean, how, how did you? How did this happen? How did this happen, Alex? Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. And Kenny yeah. O'Brien. I'm old, man. I'm like 41. Dude, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, bro. Like okay. 90s were, were my were my jam. Yeah. Sam, like, Sam I got 80s, I got but. I got a Vinny. I got a Vinny jersey. You got a what? I got a Vinny Testaverde jersey. Damn, you yeah. are a throwback fan, bro. Yeah. Holy cow! And Keyshawn, even though he's. He's kind of he shits on the Jets, man. But he whatever. He does, dude. He does. A number one pick. I can't stand that, man. But enough about the Jets. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Hojo is about you, my brother. So tell yep. us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. How did you get into this crazy thing called comics, man? What oh, happened? Man, I mean, I've been into comics since I was a kid. You know, like I started early, like hard with like Spider-Man as Amazing Friends and the old Hulk cartoon and the Bill Bixby stuff, and it just snowballed from there, man. I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. It was just like I was into books and stuff. But I'm like, wait a minute, these are stories with, with pictures, like awesome pictures. And all these people know each other and it's they're hanging out it's just it was amazing like i you know i i went in and out you know i took a few years off sometimes i would come back like i had not read it for a while and i came back like the onslaught thing was happening i was like what is all this and, <laughs> you know it's you know but it's one of those things man it's one of those things where once you get the bug it's like it's hard to like walk away from it. Yeah, like, but like I never kept my ear off of the ground. I always paid attention to everything. All I always knew what was going on, even though I just wasn't buying all the time and like, you know, having my pull list and all that. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely, man. Now you did mention the 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 Incredible Hulk and the Bill Bixby. Were you a big monsters and and, and that kind of stuff fan? Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a huge Hulk fan, man. Okay. Uh, like I like Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde stuff. I do like stuff like that. Like I was a big monsters and uh, I like the eighties horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, who's your favorite monster? Or you know, mm. like I don't know. I like Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's a cool story. Mm. I feel like nothing's ever been done with him again, ever, That's except true. for the Monster Squad. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy, did you have a question? I thought I heard you coming in. No, no. I was just looking at the um, the mythicals and uh, um, just preparing my questions. Well, oh, oh okay. Sam's preparing them. No, but yes. Yeah, so, 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 all right. So you loved that you were, you were inspired, you were, you know, into that kind of stuff. Now, obviously Sam mentioned your book that's coming out, I believe right. sometime next year, right? The uh, We're launching February 24th. Awesome. Awesome. And that's going to be on Indiegogo. Yep. Okay. Now, was that inspired by your love for monsters and, and, and things of that nature? What, yeah, what stuff like that, like the supernatural stuff. I like vampire books, werewolf. I love werewolf stuff. And, um, you know, I was in the army for a while and I came up with this idea. I was like, what if it's like, remember like Jim Lee's Wildcats? Like, take that, like, the quick five seconds pitch this is like Wildcats meets Buffy the Vampire Slayer with not a whole lot of the melodrama. <laughs> That's awesome. It's, you know, it's accessible too. Right, Boston right, right. Vampire Slayer, that was the bomb. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, Joss Whedon, say what you want about him in his personal life, but uh, dude knew how to tell a story. Damn, what, what is it streaming on now? Is it streaming anywhere? Buffy? I don't know. I yeah, you know what? Now that you brought it up, I, said, I, I, I can actually do a binge-watching yeah. session. Oh, and, yeah. and Angel, too. I loved Angel. Oh, Angel was, was awesome. Angel, yeah. Angel was a shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was the spinoff, right? That was the spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, no, Josh, Josh does some good stuff with that. And and so growing up with that, obviously, you know, inspired you to write the, the mythicals. Now, how, when did you start writing that? Uh, I started writing it probably when I was in the Army, probably around 2005. And, you know, I shelved it. Life happens, you know. You have, you know, single and then you meet a woman and then have kids and life happens. Life, work, work, you know. Oh, yeah. Just writing away. And then one day, like, I was just... I was on Twitter looking at some stuff and I saw, I think I saw somebody like from Brett Booth and I was like, Oh man, it looks amazing. And then I just kept clicking and kept clicking and kept clicking. And it was like, just went way down in the rabbit hole and started getting a few things. And some of the stuff I'm like, this is exquisite. Some of this work, like you look at the mainstream and like even the art and the story sometimes is, I mean, it's suffered across the board. Like, I mean, sales are down manga's taken over, you know, because mm -hmm. 
they have concise stories you know this is going to be a 13 issue thing and it's done it's 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 out out the door the story's out we're moving on to something else so so you're talking about the mythicals is 13 issues that's it. yeah i've already got five issues written and but the entire 13 it's i've got beats it's it's i just basically need to fill in the blanks you know what i mean dialogue a few other things i know the entire plot i know how it ends for every single one of these characters wow is it how many pages is it it each book a 24 page floppy man we're gonna bring floppies back bringing them back bringing them back all right man that's sweet be saddle stitch and everything awesome awesome go ahead sam no no no, go ahead oh okay I, I, i thought you were coming in no so 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 all right so the mythicals 24 page book it's gonna be launched on Indiegogo February 24th. There's a sign up page right now on Indiegogo for you right. guys watching. Make sure you sign up, click that link. Um, why Indiegogo? Why not any other crowdfunding campaign? It was just the first one I come across with a few friends I talked to, you know, and they they just said, you know, this was a pretty good money maker. Kickstarter's like a, I guess the big leagues. Okay. You know, like especially for my genre, like say like a fantasy horror, like a I describe it as like a supernatural action mystery because there's like a puzzle to be solved throughout the whole thing. Oh, nice. Nice. So, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us a little bit about how, how you've kind of like plotted it out. So it's 13 like, issues. Are, are, you, are you taking us through the 13 to figure this this thing out or how, how are you working it? Yeah, well, we got the main character right there in front, Nancy. Nancy Moon. She's the uh, she's basically got our eyes, our window through this world. So we see, you know, she starts, you know, she's got a job interview. And uh, she goes out to drink with a friend and, you know, things happen, you know, monsters exist, obviously. So, uh, you know, and then throughout the, uh, there's level M, it's like this uh, covert operate, covert operating uh, task force that handles supernatural threats, what we call the, uh, the veil. It's like a supernatural barrier that keeps all the, the bad guys out and stuff. And so they're, whenever something happens, they show up, stop it, and so she gets entangled in this whole mystery. And we got our bad guy. That's you'll see it on the campaign page. And I'll show a picture in a little bit. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's looking for something, a few a few somethings, and now it's a race to try to get him from collecting everything. That's cool. Before uh, before it's too late. Nice, dude. Nice. What's that image down at the bottom there on the right? That's really cool. That's him. That's the uh, that's the bad guy, the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. That's the guy. He's looking for something. That's but sick. nice. I love yeah. the art style. Um, um, yeah, he. Was, I, I can't believe I came across him, and he. I was like, "Are you busy?" He's like, "No." <laughs> All right. <laughs> does he also do the colors as well? No, this is a guy from uh, the guys who does the inks and the colors. They're from Brazil. Hmm. The uh, guy who does the pencils is a guy named Thomas Ticas. He's from Greece. Nice, nice. Now, was that on DeviantArt? Where, uh, or was it on Twitter? I think it was on Twitter. But I, I started out. I got like a concept artist to like. I, I mean, I could sketch and I could do a few things. Like, I mean, I guess I'm a competent artist. I'm not. I'm not professional, you know. But you know, I, I know how. I know how to draw. Let's put it that way. Right. So, uh, I had a few sketches. I passed on to him. I met on like on Turner Comics forum, and that was like the first indie. Uh, I guess company or publisher that I came across and then like scout and stuff like that. And uh, so I got in touch with him and I was like, can you do this for, you know, we came up with a good figure and I got some character designs and I ran it through this guy. He was like, I would love to do this. 
because he's been doing like this crime noir stuff and uh, other commissions that aren't like this. And he's like really into mythology. I was like, well, it's called the mythicals. <laughs> well, there he it is. is. Like I, I'm from Greece, and like in, in not in this Aww. issue, but later on, there's a character from Greece, and he's he's excited. Nice, dude. Nice. It's it's always nice when the when the when the artist digs the work, like you know. Oh, and with, with the anchor, yeah. it was uh, it was insane. With the anchor, I had a. This is the second anchor I had. I tried out a few. Mm-hmm. This is the last. The first one, it just didn't work out. Like, wasn't I wasn't happy with it, and especially with like having to pay like an overseas like a fee for an exchange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, uh, I'm good with PayPal. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So I found he was like, well, uh, well, I don't know anybody. So I, I, lo- I went on the hunt. I had been collected. I did research on all this for like six months before I even Jeez. attempted to make a comic book. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, "Did is this Thomas Tikus?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, I've worked with him before." Wow. I could tell. So like this right here this uh that bad guy right there like that was his inking sample and the coloring sample and he recommended a new colorist because the colorist i had been trying out wasn't that fast i knew it wasn't gonna work right right and so it was just like one thing led to another and it all lined up and it was like huh well my book is kind of doing something like that so i might be doing something right that's freaking awesome dude. it was synergy i mean it was it was like uh what they call it serendipity yeah 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 did you how, how long does it take him to do a page like as a team Hmm. Yeah, I'd say start to finish. He'll send me a thumbnail. Like, we'll, uh, if we have, like, if I need to make changes or something, and he can hammer out a pencil out a page in two days, inks in three, and right. gotcha. uh, colors in two. All right. Yeah, man, that's pretty quick. I I love the, the the process of him, you know, with the thumbnails. Is it is it straight out of obviously you send him a script, he thumbnails out the the page. Yeah, it's a pretty and some panels page. are pretty detailed, you know. I don't go Alan Moore with it and write a whole page for a panel. Um, but he seems to get it. Like, right. I mean, cuz I like to put it in camera angles. I know some artists hate that cuz they're mm-hmm. like you're restricting me, you're just keeping me in. But I only do that with certain shots like um that like the the villain reveal on this like that is me like micromanaging i guess you would say i was like this is what i want i thumbnailed it out a little bit more and then he revised it and then i was like oh, let's change this and it was exactly how it in my head in my head and it was like it's like perfect page gotcha so you see it the way you see it sometimes you'll go with right and, and draw your own thumbnail of it sometimes and you know i got an editor too right? she's got a real man yeah, yeah. Uh, i had a i always I, I tell the story all the time like there's there's a scene at the end. I wanted a helicopter. I had it in there. It was going to be so awesome. And she's like, no, it's not going to work. You're in the middle. You're going to, you're in the middle of some place and you can't have that. It's like, no. well, I knew she was right. So, but I think what I worked out was pretty, pretty That's badass. awesome. So you're willing to like, kind of just say, all right, you know what? All right, fine. You're, you're, Cause she's been doing this for a while, man. Who am I right. to tell her? No. Good. I mean, it's you know, in the end, she's like, well, it is your book. And, uh, I will, but I'm. If it's something I'm uncomfortable with, I just won't put my name on it. That's like the ultimate insult, right there. I'll be like, I'll yeah. still take your money, but I'm not gonna put my name on it. <laughs> right, right. Because right. she's been burned before, man. People screwed her over. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a business. You live and you learn. But she, I mean, it's been. I pretty much. I sought her out, and we we refined the script before I even started anything. Like you can't. I, I just don't. I I can't do that. Mm-hmm. That's not how I operate. Like. So you so you wrote the script, finished the script, send it out to her for her to edit. Once the edits were done, then you send it to the artist. Yep. That's a that's a fascinating um, approach because what 
somebody who was uh, who's new to the game and what made you realize that in order for you to produce your own work work body of work that you needed to have these players in place because most people just say you know i'm just going to write it find an artist and just go you decided that you know you wanted a set of eyes on it that's going to help quality control help move it to that next stage um what was that um where did that come from i guess the military and plus it's funny quality control i do that for a living bro mm-hmm. <laughs> i check other people's work uh i'm not an editor i'm not in literary form at all i fix electronics i make sure people have their internet um but it's, it's just i mean the army like you have to have contingency plans look it's like batman you gotta hey he has a contingency plan for everything i'm not saying i'm batman but you you have to have backups to your backups and a side piece and something underneath the the drawer here (laughs) Uh, so i mean it's 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 not a game i guess it's i guess for me like i'm not trying to make a career out of it it'd be awesome if i could just sit home and write lies all day right you know but uh you know i got kids and i gotta take care of my kids but this is a, I mean, I'm not saying it's a hobby. I don't, I don't want to trivialize it. Like this is easy. It's a hobby. It's just something I do. It's a passion. I love it. It's love of the game. That's just what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. This is what I want to do with like, uh, maybe my kids just be like, look, my dad did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. if I can, you know, make a couple hundred people smile, maybe more than that, each issue and just be like, huh, well, that was, that's funny. Cause you know, I'll spring on some comedy. You can't, if that's the Buffy, the vampire slayer part of it. You have to sprinkle in the comedy. Right. You can't. It just can't be hard ass nineties extreme uh, Rambo, <laughs> razor metal right, right, couches right. and stuff like that all the time. I got it's it's boring. So my yeah. my sense of humor is sprinkled in the book. I can't. Life's too short, man. Trust me. No, for yeah. sure. No, for sure, man. Listen, but you thanks. just got to have a plan, man. Yeah. No, no. I hear you, man. And listen, thank thank you for your service, man. Uh, you know, yeah, no problem. You did you did that? Happy How long it. were you in the service? And were you writing this while you were out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, parts of it, the the meat, the meat and potatoes. Yeah. The a few dreams led to a few cool pages. Really? Uh, okay. Later on down the road, like I had the gist of it. I had I had almost like an ending, and I kind of like stumbled in the beginning. Like I kind of wrote this work. This is backwards. This is what makes it so cool because like if if you read it, like you're just like, oh, that's what that's about, or that's what that means. It's just uh, I love stuff like that because serialized storytelling is just if you can pull it off people just look at you and they look at it and they're just like huh yeah. why did see that coming right because right. like babylon 5 i don't mean to nerd out but like john michael straczynski like he wrote all five seasons of that before he yeah. even flopped it on a desk and they stole it and make deep space nine but uh <laughs> it's just uh stuff like i love stuff like that because i like like you said binge watching I love what because Joss Whedon did that, and any good storyteller will do that throughout a series. Right. Like I used to love the show Twenty Four. Love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was stuff that paid off. I was like, at the end, was like, oh, that was. Oh man, you shouldn't have broken into the Chinese consulate. They were going to get you. <laughs> so I mean, I just I love it. Like I mean, I love the old Claremont X Men. I love I love Peter David. Right. He's in he's in bad shape right now. Yeah, so, dude. Uh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Donate yeah. if you can, but. His work with Hulk is just uh, yeah. X Factor, all of it. I mean, yeah. John Byrne, it, the master. You know what? I, I, I love I love sometimes picking up those old books and just reading through them to get just inspired and to get you know motivated to because it makes you want to write, right? That, it does. That's how it good does. those things are, where they make you want to write something. 
Like, and, and that's, and that's the whole beauty of it. Now, I um, saw something today, actually, Alan Moore. I don't know why he dresses like a, like he's working at a theme park, but uh, <laughs> he, he said, uh, he said, you know, it makes, he said, it makes you a good writer is to read something bad, mm. to, to look at it, be like, well, I can do this better. Well, this is why this didn't work. Right. And then when you fix it, he said that right there is that's how you'll develop your own style after a while. Nice. I try not to read bad books. I mean, <laughs> uh, but I mean, like you have to read. And like a friend of mine, Lee Byron Carver, says, uh, I don't know if he it's his quote, but he said, anybody can write, but not everybody's a writer. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's a craft, man. Just like art, dude. Yeah. This whole yeah. thing is harmonious. Like you, one Absolutely. can't exist without the other. Right. One's just a book. The other one's just a coloring book. Right, right, but I mean, right, I have yeah. seen a few issues, but if you're good enough, I know the artist will flip out and say, if you're good enough, you don't need the words. Yeah, but you don't get the context. You don't see what that face is emoting. You don't know what they're saying. It's just it, it's just the perfect art form to yeah. tell a story. Like, I know the movies are cool, but yeah, there's some, you know, there's some things you could do in a comic book that you could never, I don't care how much CGI the, the, you have, you cannot, it is restrictive. Yes. The, the crazy thing about some of the movies that we watch and we, they were once comics, you know what I mean? A lot of that stuff was once a comic book, you know? Um, oh, so here's a, a question from Mark. With serial storytelling, do you feel a slave to the original story you created? No, because it's, it's, it's just a cool tale. It's just a story. Mm-hmm. There's a few lessons in there. I mean, you can't help it. I mean, a few observations on, uh, I guess, humanity. In the end, this is this this is a book about just because there's a cross on the T doesn't mean it's a you know Christian themed book. I'm trying to lecture anybody or try to step on anybody's theological toes. It's a it's a it's a story. It's just yeah. a story. Yeah. But that's significant to the story. That's why it's there. My 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 lead character is a, a woman because that's what the story dictates. I'm not a slave to it. It's just, it's this is the most freedom I've ever had in my life. That's amazing. When it yeah, comes to something amazing. like this, how how long does it take you to write a script? With this, like once I, because I mean, there for a while, like for about four months, it just it was like because I write, I'm old school. I write everything into a notebook, and then I'll write little with blue ink, and then and then I'm like, oh, I got to transcribe 24 pages. And I got to, I told my wife, I was like. I got to do these five pages and just put it on my laptop. And she was like, okay. And then two hours later, I got like a half a page or a page. She's like, I thought you said you're doing that. I'm like, yeah, but I had to change something. I couldn't figure out how to make it work. And it just didn't resonate. And I have to talk out the dialogue and use my accents. So That's uh, amazing, dude. I would love to be a fly on the wall when that's going down. Man, I, like I'm, we're lucky enough to have a, a basement with a room where I can just shut the door and there's, carpet i could just cut on music if i have to or it could just be quiet and just <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah sometimes everybody has to have it if you ever read stephen king's book on writing despite what people think about him or his mm-hmm. his work some of it's a little weird but uh it's he had this cognizant moment between after he got hit by a car and he was like just messed up enough on pain medicines to write this masterpiece about how to write a book or how to throw away the things you don't need and sharpen the tools that you do have because of this toolbox. That's, yeah. it's a highly recommended. Yeah. I think everybody needs a quiet space. I think, you know, like, like for, like for me, when I'm illustrating, my dogs are up in my office cause this is their clubhouse. But yeah. when I'm writing, I keep them downstairs um, because I don't, I need just quiet. I just right. need, I just have like, 
music in the background with no words, just just melodies, and I just write um, because mm-hmm. I don't want any interruption. Because writing for me, when you're in a flow, you don't want to be disrupted in that flow. You know, no. me because when that magic is happening, you want to tap into that magic because writing is a different. Takes a lot more um, energy, I believe, um, and focus uh, for me than it went artistically. Um, you know, so I think you know, I think everybody needs that quiet space. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, man. I think I think that, and we talked about this week before you came on um, that you know, story is so important, man. That, you know, a good story it's very important to make sure that everything makes sense within that story. Cause the artwork, you know, it's one thing, but that story has got to make sense. It's got to be cohesive. It's got to be something that people are like, Oh, makes them feel something. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, you get, you, you have to want to read the next issue. You have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I even, I mean, even, I, I'm a big fan of the teaser pages from back in the day. Mm-hmm. That last page where you're just like, Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. To be continued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Next month on whatever. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, no, I mean, if you look at this like a 13 issue, that's what they do nowadays. And I guess TV, they don't have 24 episodes anymore. It's yeah, 13, 15, you know, eight, eight issues, yeah. just like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And every issue, every ad, ad, like that show Yellowstone, people, you know, I, lo- I love that show. At the end of every issue, episode, I'm like, <laughs> you know, is that the one with Kevin Costner? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because I haven't seen it. I've been watching a lot of 15 minute clips on Facebook. Back in the day, man. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I gotta like, one day. I gotta sit down and just watch it because the clips are just out of control. Oh man, yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, that's where, yeah, uh, there's a big culture clash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's on Hulu, I think, right? It's on Hulu. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, for for people who are new to you, what will they take away from this story? Uh, it's gonna it's gonna make you think. It's, I mean, you're gonna get some some really good action and get some comedy. It's it's really everything. It's it's accessible. It's what you want it to be. Like if if you really want to just try to like, because to me every every uh, panel has a plan. Every page has a purpose. Everything's there for a reason. So if you want to if you want to try to look for Easter eggs, if you want to try to pick things through, that's fine. Go ahead, try. Uh, but uh, it's it's just gonna be a fun ride. Nice, nice. And your official launch date is when? February twenty fourth. February twenty fourth. Yes. So the I link should is have in- a trailer here soon linked up to that. So uh, stay tuned. If anybody follows me on Twitter, put out an update. And if you uh, sign up, you should get uh, my newsletter. Maybe get a sneak peek. Outstanding, outstanding. And the first twenty five physical backers get a limited edition print. Yeah, that's gonna be cool. Well, that's I'm probably gonna let people know about that about a couple weeks before. It's not ready yet. Awesome, awesome. And your your Twitter handle is? That's uh just Hojo exclamation point. Oh, actually, you can, it's at HW Desper. But if you put in a Hojo an exclamation point, you'll see that ugly face up there that's on the uh <laughs> the page. Uh, that's me. Sweet man, Outstanding. Hojo, this has been fun, man. Thank you so much for coming on, yeah. and I can't wait to check out check out um the book. Uh, once it comes out, for those watching, make sure February 24th it drops. Sign up today to the Mythicals on uh, Indiegogo. So link is in the summary. It's also in the chat. Check it out. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. And yeah, uh, we wish you a lot of success. Um, yeah, with it was good talking to you guys. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Great. It great. Talk to you soon. All right. All right see man. you. Take care. Peace.
All right. So that was Hojo and his mythicals. Check it out again. It is the landing page is in the chat. So click that link, go check it out, sign up to that newsletter. Um, check out that uh, trailer when it launches. And remember the first 25 physical backers will receive a free limited edition print, which is pretty dope. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I felt the passion, man. He was very passionate about his writing. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Again, here's another person who took the smart approach. You know what? It's like oh. if I'm going to go and 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 put and put out something that I'm passionate about, I want to make sure that I put my best foot forward. I'm going to get an editor. I'm going to you know I'm going to do all the right things that most indies sometimes overlook. Right, because they want to do it themselves, or it's a financial thing, or whatever it is. So I think you know when you when you take all the necessary steps to um, take care of your baby. That's the way I look at it. Anything we create is our baby. We got to nurture it. Um, then you know things work out in your favor. Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Big shout out to uh, to Hojo who's doing his thing. H Wayne Desperate, the mythical. So make sure you sign up. Link is in the uh, in the uh, show notes. It's also in the chat right now for those who are watching live. And then thank you to everyone who has joined us tonight for the show. Make sure on Thursday, Sam, what's going on, on Thursday? Let them know. Good morning, Brew with the Crazy Crew. Join oh, us. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, if you watch the Crazy 10 or less, right? Is the bag worth it when nobody really cares about you? Is the bag worth it? Getting to the top is it's worth it when there's nobody there to celebrate with you. Damn. So it's going to be a great topic to discuss Thursday morning on the morning brew. First thing in the morning. That's going to be dope. Uh, so let's, uh, let's check it out. So join us there. Eight, nine. That was at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 8 a.m. Central. Um, and uh, if you like this segment or any part of this segment, don't forget. Give us that thumbs up. Hit that like button. Subscribe. Let the world know when you got this first right here on Cast the Craze Podcast. And I'd love for you. You are cordially invited to join me on January 3rd for the launch of Book 4, Gotcha, of There's an Alien in My Toilet. I invite you. I want you to be there. Please sign up. The link is in the chat. It's in the summary. And join us and, and get notified when we launch. It's going to be fun. And if you know, for all you guys that come back and make a physical pledge, you're going to get this free of charge. Bung. And uh, it's an official to badge. So it's going to be dope. It's going to be fun. So don't forget, check out, get your meds, get out, get your melody on uh, get with a Z.com. Get your meds with a Z. I'll be there. Oh, Aurelis, you are the oh, best. Ladies. What up? Yay! Um, and, uh, and, uh, um, yeah, check out, get your meds. And if you haven't done so already, check out my art channel, the art of Samuel. Um, check it out. Latest episode is selling prints in artist alley. Um, and subscribe to that channel. Every Sunday is a new episode on the art of Samuel. So with that said, I am Sam, the crazy man, Vera. Do it's the cream on my day now, baby. And we are. It's just easy. It's just not. Crazy. Acquiesce. No, I was talking about my friend, Acquiesce. Say my name. Say my name. This is what you were thinking? Oh, Lord. Why he described me? He said, I'm the idiot. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. Uh, this is Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs>